Whether or not the stories you're about to hear are proof of the supernatural or the paranormal, I can't say. All I know is that these things happened, and they happened to real people. I'm Michael LaRusso, and you're listening to The Cold Spot, the podcast where I interview real people with real ghost stories. Many of us have had strange experiences that we can't explain. More times than not, we experience these things by ourselves, alone, with no one to corroborate our story. And that leads us to be reluctant to tell our stories. We find ourselves apprehensive towards the idea of sharing our experience out of fear. But not the same type of fear we feel when we see a shadow move across the room or when we hear a bump in the night. That fear is fleeting. It's something we're usually able to brush off by applying some simple logic to the situation. But no, this fear that I'm talking about, this fear runs deeper. It's the fear of being judged. Afraid that the people closest to us, our friends, our family, our significant other, won't believe us and they'll think we're crazy, or even worse, that maybe we actually are crazy. Now that's a thought that is far scarier than any ghost or ghoul could ever be. Which is why it's always extremely comforting when you have someone by your side during these paranormal experiences. Someone who can corroborate your story and back you up when you tell your tale. It not only helps boost our confidence, while we share our story with others, but it helps to console us and remind us that we're not insane and what we think happened actually did happen. On today's episode, I interviewed two people, my brother Joe and my cousin Louie and I interviewed them about a strange experience they shared more than a decade ago when they were just teenagers. They're both almost 30 now, and it's a story they still swear by today. I know at this point you're probably thinking that I come from a family of lunatics who blame any little weird experience on ghosts, but that really couldn't be farther from the truth. Most of us, myself included, are skeptics. We don't have some arsenal of ghost stories at our disposal that we like to bust out for attention. We each maybe have one or two. And not only that, but we're always the first person to try and debunk our own stories, which you'll get to hear both Joe and Louie do in their interviews. Neither Joe nor Louie are the type of people you'd expect to believe in ghosts. They're pretty typical American men. Joe spends most of his time playing video games and engaging in mixed martial arts. And Louis spends most of his time hanging out with his buddies at sports bars and watching the football game. Neither of them are spiritual or into the metaphysical or anything like that. They're not the type you'd expect to have a ghostly experience. Now, because I am a skeptic, 
I wanted to make sure I did everything in my power to present their story as objectively as possible. It would have been easy to put these two in a room together and interview them at the same time. The issue with that is that they could more easily work together to tell a cohesive story. They could remind each other of specific details or coerce each other into telling their story a certain way. But I knew if I separated the two of them, they would have no way of influencing each other's side of the story. Surely they would each end up telling the same story pretty differently, right? That's what I expected. But to my surprise, their stories lined up damn near perfectly. I cut their interviews together so that you can hear just how strongly each one corroborated the other's story without ever speaking with each other about it prior to the interview. Joey and Louie have not talked about the story in years. Louie lives in a totally different state. The last time these two talked to each other was over a year ago. So, to my knowledge, they did not speak to each other about this story prior to me interviewing them. Now, you'll hear me chime in here and there to ask them questions, but for the most part, I just let them tell their stories. The first voice you're going to hear, that's Louis. That's my cousin. And his voice will be followed shortly by Joe's. That's my brother. So... With all that being said, here's their story. I think we were like 14. I think we were in Wisconsin. I think it was. So it was in Wisconsin on vacation at one of their houses, and we were about, I don't know, we were young, 15. Something like that. Remember we just went, I think we stole cigarettes from your mom. <laughs> I did some fishing. He just sat there and chain smoked. And uh, I was at the end of the pier, um, you know, casting off of it. He was about 15 feet behind me just smoking cigarettes and shit. Um, yeah, that's where it started. Joe was like near, close to the like, the lake, and I was probably like, to ten feet back. I was smoking a cigarette. He was just like fishing. We were just like hanging out. I think it was Fourth of July. Like parents were out. And I just remember like hearing this like, like like a, like a like a voice, but like like a dark voice kind of thing. heard like the sound move past you yeah Joe, right? like, like it was like you know passing through my ear like you know passing by me I didn't feel anything I just heard the voice and it headed in his direction yeah I mean that's right the way it sounded like it was going past me that's what he heard the growl or sigh or whatever it was but he heard it go past him to me at the end of the pier
and like probably simultaneously after I heard it, as I'm like looking to my left, Joe like screams and like grabs his back. And I felt fingers grope the side of my torso, like by my hip, kind of more in the middle of like my hip and my belly. So like on the side of my stomach, not the front of it, I felt fingers slide up and grope the side of my stomach by a hand with human skin through my shirt and I don't know what to make of it. I, the only way I reacted is I turned around like to go, what the fuck, man? And then I saw he's not within arm's reach. I heard the voice and I could, I remember specifically I started turning my head and that's when he like reared back and was like, ugh! And he like freaked out, like he like was really scared and he thought it was me messing with him. I turned around and I looked at him and he's standing there with his cigarette up in the air and his eyes are fucking huge and his mouth is gaped wide open. And he, then he like looked, I think he freaked out anymore and realized how far back I was. And then I see him looking at me like he had just seen a ghost. I was like, did you hear that too? And he's like, hear what? I was like, a voice. Like, no, I, I felt like a finger touch me on my back. And I was like, what? And he's like, you heard something? He goes, yeah. And, and then I said, what? I'm pretty sure that's all I said. I didn't understand it. I was just like, what? And he's like, you didn't hear that? When I said, did you hear that voice? He was so confused. Like, he's like, what voice? And he's like, I just heard a fucking like sound like a, he was just like, he's like, he felt like someone, he, someone's fingertips were caressing his side. After I tell, tell him, but something just touched me, I thought it was you. He flicked his cigarette in the lake and ran. I was screaming at him to wait for me because I was running up the pier, reeling in my uh, line because I had been casting out. And he, he literally, this is my fucking cousin. He ran, I don't know, 20 or 30 yards. And I'm like, come back, come back. Don't leave me here. He's like, hurry up, hurry up. He wouldn't even come back. I was reeling my line in running up the pier and I couldn't reel it in fast enough. So I just fucking ditched it because Louie wouldn't wait for me. Joe said he was trying to reel in his line and you left him and started running before he Yeah, I was like, let's go. And he just reeled it. Yeah, I already grabbed the I grabbed the the cigarettes, you know the important stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when I caught up with him, we just ran back to the fucking house. Yeah, that was creepy. It just causes problems with your head. I still can't explain it. Thank God Louie was there. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have someone else with me to be crazy with.
and now I just feel like a kook again for talking about it. <laughs> I just feel embarrassed. Like we're all like, you know, kind of big skeptics. So we, I don't really like talking about it either because I don't know how to explain it. Anything else I, I will say, there's a way to explain. I can't explain that. And I don't like telling people because since I'm a skeptic, most people are too. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm crazy because I don't know how to explain why it happened. I can't be like, oh, there was a, you know, I heard, we both heard something. Well, yeah, you probably, it wasn't a ghost. It was probably an animal or this. I mean, the only thing is maybe it was an animal that I heard. And maybe he got bit by something at the same time. Possible. But he said, he said it was fingertips. He, it felt like fingertips. Like three of them touch his side. And he reared back, like I said. And I heard a voice at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. I still don't believe it. That's what he was saying, too. He yeah. was like... He was like upset that I was asking him to talk about it. He's like, I don't like it. For him, I think it's strange because he got touched, so it like really freaks him out. I'm interested, people who have these experiences, how they cope with it when it's like a real paradigm-shifting experience. And the reason why is because there must be so much trauma trying to figure this out that... It's like I don't I don't remember anything that happened after that moment that night. There's nothing there. There's nothing in the memory banks. I don't remember this story unless someone brings it up. And then every time someone brings it up, hairs on my neck stand up and I fucking remember and I try to make it to put logic into it and try to come up with an excuse until I run into the wall again and then just realize, no, I got touched by something. I'm not even going to say the G word. Well, I don't think we ever told him. I never told my mom. I think we told your mom years later. And it, isn't it strange that two young teenagers didn't want to just come out and tell a ghost story? You know, right? I mean, like if we had seen something that looked like an apparition, um... I'm sure we would have raced home and been like, we saw a ghost, we saw a ghost, we saw a ghost. But when it got, when it, I think when it gets that personal, it, you don't want to talk about it. And then like I accept that it happened and I accept that I can't explain it. And then it goes away. And then, I, then someone brings it up in six months or some shit and I'm like, fuck. And hairs on the back of my neck still to this day stand up every time someone reminds me of it. I remember too, like the one time, I don't think you were at the house yet, but I asked, like I just brought it up to Joe when we were watching horror film or something. I'm like, remember that time when you and Louie and he just like, all of a sudden like went white, like he forgot about the story. Yeah, he like he suppressed was, it. Yeah, he did. And then I remember, I remember he was like, how, uh, he's like, I wonder if Louie would remember it. And you like came over that day and we brought it up and you were like, Christopher, how the fuck do you forget that? No, you don't forget shit like that. That was creepy. Yeah, he he was looking at me like I was crazy. He's like, how the fuck can you forget about that? He was saying, like, how? of course I remember it. How did you forget? And the conclusion I've come to over the years was, you heard the motherfucking thing. It touched me. It was very easy to forget. Very easy for my brain to go, we cannot make any sense of this situation, so we're going to take this information, we're going to throw it way back in the subconscious and not worry about it. Now... Would you, even after that experience, do you, like, would you say you believe in ghosts? 
or would you still just feel like despite that you know what do you think I don't know I mean I do and I don't I feel like I I would tell people more I don't believe in them but when I tell that story it makes me like it's like I think I can't I, I can't explain it and it's still not enough evidence to really believe that it is that it's just weird mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I, I don't know as far as just the question, do you believe in ghosts? No. I'm open-minded to the possibility of the spirit world and spirits and all that. I'm curious if it's if it's there. I'm curious. I wonder. I was interested in ghosts. I thought it'd be cool to see. We went ghost hunting when we were young, you know what I mean? Um. So, like, a preacher, he knows there's a heaven. And ghost hunters, they know in their heart there's ghosts. I got touched by something that most people would call a ghost. But I don't... To just say, yeah, I believe in ghosts, I don't think that does any justice to anything. Because how the fuck do I know that was a ghost? So let me get this straight. You're saying you used to believe in ghosts... And you used to go ghost hunting, but you never found anything. But then you have this experience that gives you every reason to believe in ghosts, and now you don't believe anymore? And you never went ghost hunting after this? Well, it definitely made me not want to go looking for them. But ever since that experience, no, I don't go fucking turning over rocks no more. I think sometimes I, I like when I like uh, still in like dark spaces, I, even as an adult, kind of get a little uneasy, and I think that's because of that day. I don't want that memory. I don't want it. I wish it would go away. Now that you've heard some other people share their stories, it's your turn. For future episodes, I would really love to start a segment in each episode of the podcast where I play voicemail messages from you, my listeners, about strange experiences of your own. If you've had a weird and unexplainable story that you would like to share, you can call the podcast and leave a voice message that I may feature on a future episode. The number is 630-447-0149. After the beep, you will be given three minutes to tell your story. If you get cut off before you're able to finish, feel free to call back to conclude your anecdote. I know you all have amazing stories of your own, and I can't wait to hear them. Once again, that number is 630-447-0149. I really look forward to hearing from you. The Cold Spot is produced by me, Michael LaRusso. The podcast will return with a new episode in two weeks. Until then, you can visit my website at www.thecoldspotpodcast.weebly.com or follow me on Twitter at Cold Spot Podcast. 
Thanks for listening.